I want to share a few quotes with you. Urban riots must now be recognized as durable social phenomenon. Urban riots are a special form of violence. They are not insurrections. The rioters are not seeking to seize territory or to attain control of institutions. They are mainly intended to shock the Caucasian community. Or how about this one? Until we commit ourselves to ensuring that the underclass is given justice and opportunity, we will continue to perpetuate the anger and violence that tears the soul of this nation. I fear I am integrating my people into a burning house. Both of those quotes were from civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But yet somehow year after year, all we really hear is the I have a dream speech or we'll see videos of the peaceful protests where Dr. King and activists were met with violence. And to celebrate and remind us of those moments, we gather here in Long Beach and all across the nation for a parade. A parade that really turns into a photo op where our city leaders come out and they tell us about the importance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his work and his activism and how we are going to work to keep his dream alive. Is it time to acknowledge that perhaps there's a better way to acknowledge Dr. King's dream? Can we create tangible change for the black community instead of having a once a year parade and saying we remember the dream? These are the questions we're gonna ask on this week's The Word. Watch this. You are now listening to The Word with Jackie Ray. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Word, brought to you by the Long Beach Post. Once again, I am Jackie Ray. I'm so glad to have you join us yet again. Don't forget, this podcast is truly here for you. So if there's something going on in your community that you think needs more attention or someone in your community that you think really needs a light shined on them and the work that they're doing, please let me know that. You can DM me on Instagram or Twitter. My handle there is Jackie Ray TV, or you can email me here at the post. And that is Jackie at lbpost.com. Now, full disclosure, before we really get into this podcast, I'm not a fan of parades, <laughs> none of them. Even though as a Laker fan, I really kind of wanted one, but that's just because I'm a LeBron fan and he's here and I just wanted a chance to try to get up close and see him. But parades really, they don't do a lot for the community. They usually are photo ops for the team or politicians Yes, they make us feel good. Sometimes it's a good networking opportunity. Other times it might give a quick little influx of business to businesses in the community. But other than that, what do they really do? I feel the same way, obviously, about the Dr. Martin Luther King Parade. Actually, probably even more so. Because we've never had this moment where we've had the Dr. Martin Luther King Parade and then the light bulb went off for somebody and somebody said, Gentrification is terrible. Instead of kicking people out of their homes, let's infuse the community where black people live. Or food deserts are terrible. Instead of us having a parade that marches down a Martin Luther King Ave or Boulevard, let's actually do something that'll impact this community after today. The parade just doesn't instill that kind of action into people. And I think if we really want to keep Dr. Martin Luther King's dream alive, we have to do more than walk down a street once a year. I think in a lot of cases, things like the Martin Luther King parade and declaring Juneteenth a holiday as if black people weren't going to celebrate that anyway, 
is more of a pacifier. And I think it's time we stop accepting the pacifiers and start demanding real change. Now, that was just my personal feeling. So I contacted Suli Saro's office in District 6 because that is where the parade has historically been held. It was canceled this year because of COVID and the rise in COVID cases, but to me, that raises an eyebrow because while I'm 100% okay with canceling the parade and financially addressing real issues in the Black community, to cancel the parade simply because of COVID is lazy because aren't we supposed to keep the dream alive year round? Like I said, parades are more of a pacifying event. So wouldn't April 4th, which is the day that Dr. King was assassinated, or maybe April 28th, which is the day Dr. King had the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom in 1963, wouldn't those dates still pacify the people? These are the kinds of questions I really wanted to ask Suli Saro in person. More importantly, I wanted us to have a conversation because that's when you get the best ideas, right? When people sit down with different opinions and they talk things out. But I wasn't able to have that conversation. And so instead, I was passed off to Jennifer Dupre, who is the media relations specialist in the city manager's office. Now, via email, I asked Jennifer, how does the parade actually help the black community? Her response was, the city is proud of the various parades put on by our community that represent and celebrate the diversity of Long Beach. The Martin Luther King Jr. Parade offers an opportunity for residents and community members to come together to honor his legacy, acknowledge the dark history of our nation, celebrate the culture of the Black community, and move forward with unity, strength, and optimism. I'm going to emphatically say, no, it does not. A parade feels very commercialized and it doesn't address some of the nuances that Martin Luther King expressed, especially to his people and later on in his life. Because if it did, we would do more than just have a walk. So I diverted my attention from there and then I wanted to know if the money from the parade was enough and could be specifically used to infuse the black community in some way. I think the amount budgeted for the parade can do something, but I do think the city can and should do more. We're going to get to some ideas that could be funded and could benefit the black community in a moment, but we're going to establish what the budgeted amount is for the parade. And for the purpose of this podcast, that number is the fiscal year 2022 designation of one-time district priority funds for city council, which was 59000 But keep in mind, that is a, that is just for example purposes because that amount can vary from year to year and it has to be approved and voted on by city council. Also keep in mind, this is 100% a hypothetical because even though I'm 100% convinced, this is something we should definitely think of doing in the future. It would require we the people to make some noise about it and bring it to the attention of city council because According to Jennifer Dupre, the money for the parade is part of the special advertising and promotions budget generated by hotel trans occupancy tax, which cannot be used for anything other than its intended purpose, including charitable donations, unless it is brought to city council, discussed, and voted upon. She also says that the city is pushing for racial change via the Racial Equity and Reconciliation Initiative. I've already done a podcast about how we really don't know where that money is going and how it's being spent. So please feel free to go back and check out the archive podcast about that. So that brings me back to this. This is money that once a year, because the racial reconciliation is supposed to be an ongoing thing, right? So with the Dr. Martin Luther King 
parade. We could literally create a Dr. Martin Luther King fund that is specifically designed to infuse the black community. And the reason why this popped into my head is because before I got my bowling scholarship, (laughs) which is a story I will share with you another day, I received a partial for my freshman year in college, I received a partial Martin Luther King scholarship. So that's probably why this is at the forefront of my mind, because I know you can push the dream in bigger ways than a parade, i.e. in my situation, education. So to keep this simple, let's let's just say 59,000 is the number, since that's the number that was in the financial documents. So I have a ton of ideas of how once a year, if we had $59,000 to infuse the black community specifically, how that could help. I, I don't often use the term people of color when I'm talking about, you know, helping the black community, because I do feel like sometimes we get lost in the shuffle. When you say people of color, that obviously includes Asian, Latino, Native Americans. And while I think that's great, and some of our plights do cross over, there are some very specific needs for the black community that I think they're easy to overlook once you lump us into the category of people of color or minority, because technically minority is also white women. And we know that obviously our plight is different from theirs as well. So I am new here to Long Beach. As you know, I only started here with the Long Beach Post last May. So I just wanted to go out and ask people who have lived here for a very long time, who are passionate about Long Beach and love living here, what do, how could we help the black community if we were just to say, okay, we're going to do something very specific, not for people of color, but specifically for the black community. What was interesting was I originally thought, let me go out and just ask people on the street. And that didn't work out as I planned. And I, and I think that also kind of reminded me of something. One of the responses that I heard from almost everybody that I asked was, Hmm, that's a really good question. I hadn't thought about that. I did ask one young lady who didn't want me to say her name, but I did ask one young lady, why don't you know, (laughs) like, why have you never thought about this? And she goes, well, we can't as black people ask for something specifically that helps black people because if we do people will frown on us for some reason and that was troubling to me but we're going to stay that specific and so i specifically reached out to my colleagues i thought it would be easier to get an uh definitive answer from people I knew since people on the street were having a hard time answering that question. So I'm going to share some of those responses with you. So I recently asked a colleague of mine who just recently had a baby and she really kind of gave me my first aha moment. I didn't really think I was going to hear anything that surprised me in these responses, but this response did. Because if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, at one point or another, you've heard me reference the fact that Black women in this country die more than any other demographic during childbirth. At the same time, our children are twice as likely to die during their first year of life. Unbeknownst to me, Long Beach has a program called the Black Infant Health Program. And while this is fantastic, my colleague, who is very well plugged into the Black community, didn't even know about this program until she was 31 weeks pregnant, which is troubling because you're only eligible for this program if you are over 18 and 30 weeks or less as far as your pregnancy. 
So this is in such an important issue because there's also supposed to be funding that goes into this that's supposed to get the word out. And my colleague hadn't heard about it. I hadn't heard about it. Even my editor hadn't heard about it. So this is one of those things. I'm not saying that it would take $59,000 to get the word out about this program, but this program is so pivotal when you're talking about ensuring that black mothers and infants make it through that first year of life. It's so important. Maybe we could spend a portion of the Martin Luther King Parade Fund to fund advertising for this to make sure life continues for black mothers and black children. So then of course I went to my go-to, um, my rock. She's been helping me really kind of find my voice within the black community since I started. And that is Rhonda Love. Now she's one of the first people I interviewed when I started with the post, um, because she's part of the dream creators team. And you probably know them because they did the visuals, not only with the 2021 virtual Martin Luther King parade, but also the Juneteenth parade that just happened last June. So she immediately addressed the wealth gap. Rhonda was really concerned with the fact that, and I've read this same article, I believe I saw it in the Washington Post, said that black families in 2053 will have a median income of zero. And because of this, Rhonda Love says the city needs to focus on tech in the black community. And she said, quote, when I hear talk about the digital divide, it's really about how can I give you an updated computer? How can I give you internet services? And we need more than that. She says, we need to identify those in the community who maybe want to go into tech development, building tech products so they make it instead of our users of it. In addition to that, Rhonda says the black community needs real access to capital. She says oftentimes we have accelerator programs, but what happens when people get out of those programs, most of the times they don't get the funding that they need. Now, if you go to the Long Beach Accelerator website, it tells you that it's a four-month program broken up into two phases. For the first three months, there are weekly workshops and mentorships focused on determining market fit, business strategy, and development and sales and marketing. The final month of the program is focused on developing an exit strategy and preparing for demo day to secure additional seed funding for continued growth. So that demo day is basically when you pitch your idea. It's kind of like Shark Tank. Think of it like Shark Tank. You're going in there and you pitch it and then could potentially get funding. But Rhonda Love says the seed funding is what needs to be improved. She said, quote, everyone is getting funding to run these accelerator programs. But then what happens to people when they get out of these programs? Most of the time, they don't get the funding that's needed. So real access to funding for the African-American community, she feels is needed in Long Beach. So for me, and I love all of the feedback that I receive from everyone. And I think it's so important that it's just vastly different. They are drastically far apart geographically and they all have these different ideas and I think that's so important and I think it kind of lends into what my idea is because for me I think the biggest need for the black community is the black community I think you can go there's places like Koreatown there's Little Armenia there's Chinatown but because of gentrification historically black communities have been dismantled and I would want there to be an incentive for black people like myself. I am not rich by any stretch of the imagination. I do okay for myself. And I would want incentives for people like me to move into and build up black communities. 
I would want incentives for black businesses to open up in black communities. I would want to incentivize a black person to own a Starbucks or a Trader Joe's or those typical things that we see in gentrification, but we're not gentrifying the community. I would also want to have community boards that work directly with city council so we can address the specific needs of the black community and are not lumped into this people of color or minority group. And the reason for this for me is because I understand Dr. King's dream. I understand why there were so many people marching because together we can build each other up. We can share resources and ideas. If we're all together and working for the same good, how many more ideas could we have? And the most important thing is if we are together, we have more voting power and now we can hold politicians accountable and they can't just say what they want to say to win the black vote. They actually, they actually have to follow through and act on it and do what they say they were going to do. And I know hearing me say, I think black people need to be incentivized to live amongst other black people and build up our own black communities is triggering to people. But if it is triggering to you, I would respectfully like to ask you why, why are you comfortable driving through an all white neighborhood? And that's not triggering. Why are you comfortable seeing historically black neighborhoods become white and that's not triggering? I would argue that it's because we are not conditioned to see black communities the same way we see white communities, which means we have not achieved Dr. Martin Luther King's dream of seeing people not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I would also argue that until the black community is thriving financially and economically, we never will. But to do that, atonement is necessary. And I have no idea how a parade once a year where politicians come out and recite the I have a dream speech is going to get that done. And I know even within the black community, some people are going to say, how dare you want to cancel the parade? I don't want to cancel the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King. I want us to hold on as tightly as possible to the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King. And I want us to put in the work to make sure that every day we really are trying to get closer to that dream. Just don't understand how a walk once a year gets that done. But I do think once a year saying that 59,000 that we were going to put towards a parade, we're going to put towards specific programs or like Rhonda said, specific seed money in black businesses. I definitely think that makes an impact. All I'm saying is, is maybe it's time to rethink things and put in the work to keep the dream alive. Let me know your thoughts. Please reach out to me because I know this is one that, uh, you know, it might not go over well with everyone, but that's okay. As long as we're thinking outside of the box and we do need to start really taking Dr. King's dream seriously instead of just making it a one day celebration. That's all I'm saying. And remember, if you have to speak a word, make it a good one.